And here we are again. You are with the Vanacucci Brothers on the Hollywood Brutally Funny Reviews. I am Philip Vanacucci, and as always, I am with my brother, Trey Vanacucci. Hey, everyone. How are, how are y'all doing today? Oh, we have got an exciting show for you today. We doesn't really... get any better than this awful topic that we have. But before we start, let's just say if you're listening to this show, we welcome each and every one of you. If you don't have a sense of humor and you can't get over yourself, please turn the show off. Go back to the diet show that you've been listening to that may or may not be working. It's probably not. But we're here to have a sense of humor, laugh about ourselves and the crazy, goofy things that Hollywood does it just doesn't seem to be very satisfying here lately. So, uh, you know, again, sense of humor. Let's uh, let's you know, let's not get offended and whatnot. Let's just sit back for a few moments and laugh. We are not taking anything seriously on this show. Zero. So you shouldn't either. Uh, we will be <laughs> making fun of everything from top to bottom. There you go. And with that, we did announce earlier that we've got that email address. I want to send that out one more time. That is brutallyfunnyhw at gmail.com. Once again, brutallyfunnyhw at gmail.com. We're excited to announce that because we even got some emails from the last show. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. The first one, let me, I think I have it here. Um, Dear Vinicucci Brothers, are you related to the Chippewa? Falls, Vanacucci's. Um, yes, yes, we are. Yes, yes. Uh, that was uh, Uncle Sal, uh, Aunt Billy, who is, uh, uh, well, you, you know, you heard me say Aunt Billy. He he had the operations. Very exciting. His, yeah. his genitals look like a plate of cow tongues. Yes, they, they really do. And we, we really want to send a shout out to Cousin Vito, who usually sits in the corner and masturbates. Yes, constantly. Um, that guy, he, he could uh, really knit a sweater uh, with all the yarn that guy's jerked. A uh, second piece of email we got we thought was kind of funny. We'll read this one. It says, Dear Philip and Trey, uh, can you please tell me how you feel about remaking classic horror films? And uh, please address the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, when is that going to end? Uh, regards, Angela. Oh, well, uh, remaking classic horror movies is sinful it should be punished by the lord thy god and absolutely <laughs> I, I mean a, a sentence for death because yeah. i mean how are you going to take something like pieces or i mean they did do the texas chainsaw massacre the first one it was absolutely perfect they, they i think they've remade it three times now i i think you're right they had that hoyt character and yeah I, I i believe they did one with uh matthew mcconaughey that we discussed in that yeah, was film. part three the saw's family but i thought it was a remake it was supposed to be like a prequel ah uh, you yeah. know and then everyone gets all uppity about that you know there was more violence in jurassic park than there was in the original texas chainsaw massacre that's an absolute fact that is true i mean you know yes violence you know in jurassic they didn't hang someone on a hook but they did have two children mm -hmm. screaming for their lives in a car that was being mashed up by no. a t-rex you you have you've nailed a good point and when he hung him on the hook you really didn't see anything. I think there no. was a, I think there was a brief glimpse of the hook touching his back, and then after that, nothing. The metal door that slammed back and forth was scarier than the dang yeah. movie. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. We have got an exciting show for you today, and I, you know, Trey, I'm going to have to set this up because I want everyone to understand. I mean, really, really think about this and the topic we're going to give today. So here's how I'm going to set it up for you. I'm actually going to try to do the song. 
Okay. All right. So here it is. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale. A tale of a shitty ship that started off this, you know, tropical port aboard this broken ship. The mate was a special needs sailor, man. The skipper, an alcoholic for sure. Five retarded passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. Yeah. Repeat chorus. Three-hour tour. The weather started getting fucked. The tiny ship was rocked. If not for the beer-drinking lousy crew, the minnow would be lost. And it was anyway. The minnow would be lost. Yeah. The ship set down on the shore of this unlikely charted desert isle with special needs Gilligan, the alcoholic skipper too, the convicted pedophile billionaire and his nasty wife, the porno star, the KKK professor and the lesbian here on Gilligan's Isle. Yeah, that's the topic of the show, because I tell you, Trey and I were coming back from Las Vegas a few days ago, and out of the blue, my brother looks at me and goes, you know what, Philip? I am absolutely convinced that Gilligan intentionally sabotaged every attempt to get off that island. Trey, I mean, tell me your thought behind this. Yeah, this is a very in-depth thought, um, and I don't know where I came up with it, but I was thinking about it, and in every episode, they had a plan to get off the island. Every episode. That was the premise. Every episode. Yeah. They had and a plan. Some of them were good. Somehow, Gilligan ruined it. What I visualize in my head is that Gilligan planned the whole thing. He got the job with the skipper. Yes. You. I, I noticed in the song you said he was special needs, but I don't think he was. No, you don't. I think he was an evil genius, and he got the job with the skipper, worked there for, you know, a couple months, setting a pattern of being a fucking fool and the skipper was all drinking so he didn't really notice it now see remember the skipper he had like three or four cases of beer but a within day. hours <laughs> exactly a day yeah but see since they got shipwrecked within hours he was out of beer so now the first two three weeks the skipper's detoxing balls yeah and let's not forget he was dishonorably discharged from the navy because of his raging alcoholism he finds gilligan who's in desperate need of work yeah you know hires him and beats him unmercifully almost every day and gilligan took it yeah well that's that plays into my my thinking on gilligan is because he was a, a sadomasochist who liked to get beat he also so wait, liked, you're thinking he liked to have the crap kicked oh, yeah. out of him every day. And I think he he planned this whole thing where they got their their charter. They found out who was going to be on the charter with all these these um the pedophile. And, yeah, and, yeah. Well, no, no. Oh, the Mr. Howe, we're going to address him in a minute. He was a convicted and, and, pedophile. And, He's a billionaire. And but. the porn star, because if you don't think Ginger was a porn star, then you need to go back and watch it again. Um, exactly. She was kind of loosely taken from Marilyn Monroe, but I think it, he planned it. And during the ship, when the storm came, he started. He 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 poked holes in the boat. He knew. He yeah. knew it was coming apart. And and let's not forget, you know, they they got the professor on there who who could make batteries out of coconuts, but couldn't fix that two foot hole in the boat. See, he was he's like that guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Maybe the listeners know who I'm talking about. The guy that invented Survivor or or, or I Want to Be Outdoors Naked. Yes. Um, the Mark, let's not say his last name. I'm not yeah. ready to be sued, but, but uh, you know who we're talking about. Who, who wants to watch a show of people just stranded in an island? 
well, Gilligan wanted to see that too, but he wanted to live it. He wanted to be with them. And every time they got close to getting off the island, he had to sabotage it because he was getting off on them being there. That's right. I, 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 that I, Trey, it's got to be the answer yeah. because he was the one that fucked it up every single time. You yeah. just watch any episode, it'd be like, oh, Gilligan. So let's take a real, real quick look at, at, at the people there. I've got to address Mr. Howell. Let's talk yeah. about this for a minute. All right, Mr. Howell. A billionaire. Yeah. All right. Convicted pedophile. All right. It was well, in an earlier case. They never really talked about it on the show. Now, I'm not talking about the actor himself. He was a great man. The character. The character right. himself but, uh, was a pedophile. But, Trey, let me ask you, who goes on a three-hour tour when you're a billionaire, which, by the way, his yacht, you could probably fit three well, minnows in it. There's a, there's, there's a reason for that. He was trying to get out of the country. Uh, I, I, it's, I, I got a note here. He was definitely fleeing the country yeah. because who goes on a three hour tour with three suitcases of cash? The guy had hundred dollar bills after yeah. hundred dollar bills. Oh, I, oh, I need to go on a three hour tour, but let's, let's take $3 million with this because I may want to throw it at the fish later. Yeah. All right. I, so I he was wanna, fleeing the country, yeah, right? He was definitely fleeing the country. Okay. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks that. No. All, right. All the listeners think that. And of course, you know, he needed a cover, so he took his nasty wife, Lovey. And sometimes you're asked the question, if you're on that island and you absolutely have to have sex, who are you going to have sex with, Gilligan or Mrs. Howell? I'm going with Gilligan. I would have to say Gilligan as well. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, wow, Lovey just doesn't do it for me. No. Let's roll back real quick to Ginger. All right. Okay, Ginger. Okay, because I know they did that whole Marilyn thing with her, but what you don't know about Ginger is, you know, her career, it had already started falling apart. <laughs> I mean, she had the lead role in, in a few of her porno movies. She was in Horny Potter. Yeah, uh, I remember that one. It was a great film. Yes, yes. Uh, Men in Blacks. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, two or three other big titles. Uh, but really, she had really taken a dive after uh, after her cocaine habit. You know, she needed to kind of fulfill that. And she's like, forget it. Let me take this three-hour tour and, uh, you know, see if I can maybe get the, the skipper professor to, you know, give me a little. The uh, biggest role she had just hit me. I remembered it. It was um, called The Cunnilingus. <laughs> it, was a, it was a spoof on The Conjuring. If you haven't seen that, it was really good. And, you know, the only reason why Marianne went, okay, is because, and again, and God love Don Wells, but, you know, Marianne went because she was chasing that ginger ass. Yeah. All right. Marianne, you know, notice how she conveniently never hooked up with anyone. That's because she wasn't interested in anyone, yeah. you know. But Ginger, yeah, I mean, how convenient. They stayed in the same cabin together, kind of quiet. She had that whole corn pone outdoors southern thing going yeah. for. And they didn't know that she would rather munch the carpet than take the beef. Yeah, she would. What really concerns me, though, is why they let the professor sit there in his own little hut. See, he was out the whole time. Yeah, he his, his own by hut. by himself. You know, and the only thing the professor forgot to pack, uh, you know, other than uh, measures to where the boat wouldn't explode, is his hood. Yeah. You know, it, it was long, long discussed by many people that the professor was, in fact, the grand dragon of the, you know, Ku Klux Klan. He was. And, in fact, he also, in his suitcases, most people didn't know this, but, but he made sure they said it was a, um, several boxes of cough syrup. Cough syrup? Yeah. So um, he so when the 
Skipper started going through his detox. What, what the professor would do, they called him professor. He wasn't a real professor. He no. Was, um, but they called him the professor is because he'd go in his little hut and with his little cough syrup and his little other beakers, and he would make meth for, for the skipper. You, and, you see, the show never addressed that, but that island turned into one of the greatest meth labs in the Pacific Coast. They were turning out the top, top quality meth. And it's because the professor knew how to mix it. He knew how to make it. You know, he found a poppy plant, boom. Two days later, he's got cocaine, you know. But again, oh, yeah. the, the skipper was, was you know, a raging alcoholic. He really didn't care about the meth. He's like, I just need a fucking beer. Yeah. You know, well, make well, me he, some vodka. The, 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 he didn't, yeah, well, they did have potatoes because they found a potato plant. on. That's that right. Paper. But didn't the professor, he started working on vodka, but then the skipper just, for no reason one day, beat the shit out of the professor he's like i need it now so the professor's like forget it man i ain't making it no he, he did and and what i was going to say before is when every time the professor would get close to making a new liquor sure gilligan again would ruin it because he liked the fact that the skipper would beat the shit out of him he loved it it was something he needed to happen he wanted to so you think he was genuinely like S&M and he, he'd oh, yeah. lay in his little hammock at night thinking, oh, yeah. how can I get the skipper to beat the shit out of me tonight? Yeah. <laughs> it, the only thing that would have made Gilligan more happy is if he could get the uh, professor in, in, in Mrs. Dominatrix outfit with a whip. That was the only thing that would have made him more happy. But he, he, he got off on getting beat. And that's why he also got off on watching other people in pain and misery on the island. Because I know there was a few lost episodes that uh, that the network simply refused to show. Yeah. Uh, like the episode that, uh, uh, you know, Gilligan, uh, he's sitting there and he's fishing and, and a crate uh, shows up and there's a, a satellite radio in it and a flare gun. It, it, it was a homing beacon, said property of the U.S. Navy. Uh, and he took it all and, and he burned it. You know, he didn't. He, I guarantee you're right about this. He didn't want off that island at all. No, he didn't. You know, uh, every morning, this is this is this was in uh, a couple episodes that they showed that I remember. I may be remembering it wrong, but this is what I remember. Every morning when the skipper would wake up, he would look over and Gilligan would be in the corner, greased down, <laughs> completely naked, petting a bird, just staring at him, going. <laughs> The sad thing is, the bird had been dead for like six weeks, oh, yeah. but no, he didn't no, care. The bird was dead. Yeah. The bird was dead because Gilligan tried to put his penis in it, and it, it died. <laughs> it, it, he's lucky it didn't explode because Gilligan was well hung. They're all like, oh, and that's another thing people don't realize. It was like two beer cans, you know? I mean, you know, he, he did, you know, he, he was pretty well endowed. He may be skinny and thin, but that guy, it looked like a baby's arm wearing a boxing glove. Yeah. You yeah. know, he packed a punch is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, and the gals knew it. But again, you know, Marianne, she didn't give two she shits give about that. About yeah. But, you know, uh, Ginger, you know. Ginger wanted it. Yeah. She knew it. She's like, oh, my gosh, you make John Holmes look like a child. Yeah. You know, and she, she had done, what, six, seven films with John yeah, Holmes? She, she had done like nine. Yeah, that's what I thought. And if you don't know who John Holmes is, turn the channel. Uh, yeah. But really, uh, Google it because, uh, you know, again, as, as, a, as, a, as a straight man, I'll tell you, God bless him. Yeah. Wow. God bless him. I mean, I just, it, it would actually, you know what, that, 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 that's a that's, topic for another that's show. That's a topic for another show. But I got to tell you, yeah. and Ginger had seen it all. Nothing surprised Nothing. her. Nothing. You know, I, there was a, a film which I don't think ever made it out, but it was, you know, it was like, it was called Ginger Loves Everybody. Yeah. And it was just a line of dudes. Well, you know, 
but and and it was funny because Ginger constantly tried to get Gilligan aroused, and she did. She would. She would. And he'd knock himself out on purpose afterwards, right? He he. But nothing would happen. It wouldn't move. He she'd be like, "What's what's wrong, Gilligan? You don't like girls?" And he would never <laughs> say anything because he was playing the shy. I'm I'm shy. I'm I one off the island kind of guy. But what she didn't know is if she had to just smack him in the fucking face, that was it. He would have got hard as a rock. It was years before Ginger realized, oh my gosh, all I got to do is beat the shit out of this guy, and he's got timber. Yeah. I I mean, you know, he'd make the Chrysler building look like it was made out of Play-Doh, like a Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she wanted to see the goo. I mean, there's a ton of holes there. And if you take a look at certain episodes, like the time the NASA had lost the the, the rover, and they got a live feed directly to NASA, what does Gilligan do? He makes sure that everyone is tarred and feather, feathered, and, and and no one can give the broadcast. Yeah, you know. And and at this point, even the professor, he was like, "Guys, I am going fucking bananas on this island. Yeah, you have got to get myself off." And no one ever realized. No, it's Gilligan. Yeah, it is. My God, the little shit. And and, and, and I, I now I believe in your theory. Now I understand it completely. I'm glad you do. I'm you glad know? somebody agrees with me finally. And 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 I think the show even had to skip over two, three, four weeks from the first episode to the second because the skipper went through such bad detox he did you know marianne she's like skipper you know i don't know you don't feel good you know i made you a coconut cream pie and he's like fuck your cream pie yeah and he threw it at her and he's like ah if i eat another goddamn coconut the professor jumps in he goes look skipper you need to eat and, yeah. and if you don't like coconuts you're really screwed because if you looked around there's not a fucking grocery store. No. It was coconuts you know? or bananas or or eat your own shit. One of the two. There's a time that, that, that you know, Lovey walked in and, and, you know, Skipper, he's wearing his hat. He's buck naked. He's staring at an old picture he had of an empty Bud Light bottle. He's literally like, oh, yeah, oh, B- Bud Light, oh, vodka, oh, smearing off, you know, and Lovey's like, oh, is that what you need? He's like, shut up, bitch. I need a friggin' beer, and he's all sh- he's all sweating. What, you know, the guy really wasn't a nice guy. What's sad about the whole situation is the only one that was actually normal on the whole island, normal, was Lovey, and she didn't know what the fuck was going on with anybody. You're right. She, she was the only one that didn't cloud. have a problem. She had, she wasn't in, in any type of racism. No. She wasn't uh, on a farm where Uncle Bill would have those late night visits, no. you know, with Marianne. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't have over 183 titles in the porn industry, and that was in year one. Yeah. She wasn't like Gilligan, who'd love to have the piss beat out of him just because he thought it was funny, or Skipper. Who really was a sad story. Yeah. I, it breaks my heart because he wanted to be a good guy. And, and, he, and did. he called him my little buddy, but that was code for get back to the hut so I could beat the shit out of you for half an hour. Yeah, because that was really the only thing that got him through the day was being able to beat Gilligan. <laughs> because, you know, he, he other when he was beating Gilligan, he wasn't actually thinking about drinking. So he was... He was that's right. His mind that, that, was elsewhere, and, and and I think that's what they they teach in the you know in the in the rehab facilities. You know, get your mind on something else. You know, I know you want it, but look here, here's here's some leaves. Let's let's weave a basket. Yeah, you know, keep, keep your hands busy. That's what. They, that's right. That's what keep, they keep moving. Keep, keep moving. Keep, keep busy, and you won't think about it. And, and that's that. That's what the skipper did to get through. And what he didn't realize is that Gilligan was getting sexually gratified by the whole situation. <laughs> 
loved it. And I love, again, the deleted scenes from part one, you know, because the skipper, there was beer on the ship, but it was like, what I think, with two and a half, three cases left. Yeah. And the professor goes to him and goes, Skipper, look, um, if I'm reading you correctly, uh, I think that you you do have an alcohol problem. You need to stretch, uh, you know, you need to stretch that out, uh, you know, make it last because you're going to go through some serious detox. Skipper gets up, bitch slaps the professor. The professor, yeah, he did. He knocked the taste out of the guy's mouth and says, "Look." But you tell me about the goddamn beer. Grabs the beer, goes to the other side of the island, yeah. drinks every fucking can. Doesn't offer anything no. to anyone else, you know. Drinks every can, comes back wasted. Looks at Marianne and says, "It's me and you right now." Fortunately, he was so drunk it couldn't happen. Couldn't get it up. Yeah, that happened. And there was no blue chew back then. No, there you was know? no blue. That chew. was it. So he's like going to the professor's tent, going, "Hey, professor, is it cool if I got these two pieces of bamboo and the rest of our tape?" You know, he's doing anything to get his soldier to, to salute, and it just it just didn't happen. You know, first off, the professor looks down and he goes, "Hey, Skipper, uh, when's the last time you washed that thing? Uh, can you even see it?" And the skipper, that was it. He was like, "You know what? Fuck you! I don't need anybody but this can of beer." And where the fuck is Gilligan? You know, yeah. Gilligan's like, "I'm right here. Beat me! Beat me! Beat me!" Yeah. <laughs> That is the way it was on Gilligan's Island. Well, there you go. That's our little short synopsis. Now, you think it's ridiculous we're trying to go for the cheap laugh. Folks, I challenge you. Watch three, four episodes. Pick them out at random, and you're going to see that pattern. Yeah. Gilligan's sabotaging. You're going to see, you know, uh, the skipper in that gentle sweat. Every yeah. once in a while, the professor, when he when he thought the camera wasn't looking at it, yeah, he threw the sea kyle up. Yeah, you know. And, 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 and I just love how Marianne played that cool, you know, I'm quiet, but I want every muff on the island. I'll even take love, lovey. You know, I'm sure her vagina looks like a BMX track, but you know what? It's vagina. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Uh, I think that's going to do it uh, yeah, for, for, for Gilligan's Island uh, on that. I do want to let you know, uh, we really do enjoy the emails. And, and my brother and I just love when you tell us how terrible we are and how much you hate the show. And, and thank you. Yeah. Uh, why the hell are you listening to it? That's what I love about the whole thing. Yes. Uh, but uh, again, let's give that email address out one more time. That is brutallyfunnyhw at gmail.com. And, uh, I, you know, this may not have been the best episode, but if you think about what we've said, we're right. Yeah. I, I do want to add one thing about the email address, please. Send us your ideas. If you have something you want us to think about and look at, we will surely do it. Um, oh, yes. Uh, we, we just, uh, we, there was another one we didn't read. Uh, someone who uh, wrote in asking us to review Alice. Yeah. Uh, which was a show in early 80s. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be like three listeners uh, that, that actually remember that show. Yeah. Uh, another uh, person asked us to talk a little bit about MASH. Yeah. Which that show actually lasted longer than the Korean War itself. It did. So, uh, I mean, we'll, you know what? If there's a movie, if there's something you want us to, to analyze or, or remind you of the deleted scenes that didn't, uh, that didn't quite make it, then we are happy to do it. Now, listen, uh, before we close off, and we're going out now, but uh, we would like to spotlight a couple movies. For, oh, for, for our listeners to go watch. That's right. I'm stopping the. Uh, I'm stopping the end there. Yeah. We almost forgot about our, yeah. our favorite little segment. Yes. This All is right. a new segment for the show where we're going to 
each of us have gone and, and picked out one of the worst movies that is so bad that it's good. So bad that it's good. We'll, so we'll call it so, these little hidden gems are so bad that they're good. It's Vanacucci good. Yeah, it's Vanacucci good. It's not Vanacucci. just good. It's Vanacucci good. And if it's Vanacucci good, you could brand that like Batman and send it to the bank because it's a guarantee. So yeah. every week we're going to mention two films that you probably haven't seen, but it's not going to be a waste of your life. You're not going to sit around like you were after Avatar, you know, hitting yourself in the balls as hard as you can for two hours saying, why did I spend seven fifty on this piece of shit? So, Trey, what's your pick for this week? Well... Thank you for bringing up Pocahontas in space. But um, <laughs> my movie that I picked out is one that I, I saw when I was, I, I want to say I was fourth grade, maybe fifth. I think it's about right for this one that you're going to bring uh, up. Which, by the way, let's not forget, it was a Disney film with a Z. Yeah. yeah. Disney film. And um, I didn't know exactly what it meant at the time because I, I, I was just being weird. Uh, I mm -hmm. didn't understand mm -hmm. certain things. You remember. Mm -hmm. Everybody remembers that stage, but the film I really loved was Zorro the Gay Blade. George Hamilton. George Hamilton and Lauren uh, Hutton. Yes. yes. George Hamilton plays a dual character in this one. He's Zorro, and he's also... Um, I forgot the name. Bigglesworth. Yeah, Bunny, uh, Wiggle Bunny Wigglesworth. Bunny, Bunny Wigglesworth. He ends up playing a, 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 a literally a gay Zorro. Again, yeah. we're not we're not making fun. This has nothing to do with with uh, yeah, slamming one, anyone. But, but he ends was, up playing a gay Zorro. That's why it's called Zorro the Gay Blade. And here's what's funny is, it's the best Zorro movie ever made. Absolutely, it makes Antonio Banderas, uh, you know, look like a, a, a puddle of urine in a truck stop bathroom. I'm telling you, it, it's hysterical. It's funny. Yeah, uh, so many great lines came out of that movie. Yes. So Trace pick for this week, Zorro the Gay Blade. You can yep. find it actually for free on uh, on YouTube. Yes, you can. So uh, right now, threw that guy under the bus. He posted it. We're sorry about that. Uh, Trey, my pick. Okay, little little newer. And again, uh, the, the nice thing about doing this segment, these movies you probably haven't seen or didn't know, it's a movie, uh, independent film called Free Enterprise. Yes. All right. William Shatner was in it. Uh, so was the guy, uh, what was the show? Will and Grace. Will and Grace. That's right. Uh, he, he played Will. All right. Free Enterprise. About to, kind of kind of our story. Yeah. The Vinacucci brothers. Uh, grew up liking movies and sci-fi, and they had always had this dream of meeting. making their own movie, but biggest one was meeting. William Shatner. William Shatner. And William Shatner is in the film, and I'll tell you why I love it. William Shatner is so great because he had no problem literally making fun of himself. No. There's a, there's a scene in it where uh, uh, one of the lead characters, he's young, and he gets beat up for wearing a Star Trek uniform to school. And he kind of blacks out for a minute and has this vision where William Shatner shows up. And he goes, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's Captain Kirk. And he's like, look, I'm William Shatner. Yeah. You know, I'm a Captain Kirk. You know, you need to grow up, you know, and quit being hung on a 30-year-old TV show. Yeah. But then William goes, uh, but just out of curiosity, you know, why are you fighting? And he goes, well, it's because he said Han Solo could kick, you know, Captain Kirk's ass. And they cut back to William Shatner and he goes, 
kick that fucker's ass. <laughs> it's hysterical. You will love the film. There's great lines in it, very well written. Again, don't be expecting an Oscar win for this, but the, the movie was fantastic. So that's my pick. Uh, free Enterprise, Trey Pick with Zorro the Gay Blade. Brutally funny HW at gmail.com. We want those emails. Give us show ideas. Tell us how much you hate the show and you wish it wasn't on the air, but you listen to every damn second of it. I'm Philip Vanacucci. And I'm Troy Vanacucci. Saying, if you've been to a movie lately, you spent your hard-earned money, and you walked out saying, dang, I can't get those two hours back. Well, that means Hollywood made it. From the Vanacucci brothers, thank you for listening to Hollywood Brutally Funny Reviews.